feel the love? Do you feel it? Oh, 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 don't let go. Michael. Unabozo, that's my first and last name Black and beautiful as earth when it rains But for my purpose and the second my pain I write it all, I hide in the secret, I sign it all Cause it's always better with truth involved It's important you know me, I treat every member And life as my homie, we all are special It's more than distraction August 31st, 2020 Before we get started with this podcast episode I just want to say R.I.P. to the Black Panther R.I.P. to a Black King Chadwick Boseman, so sad to hear the news. I'm sure the entire world is shook right now. And I want you guys to stay positive. And who you've heard is in that opening song was my good friend, Mike Onobalu. He is one of the kindest, most inspirational, most hardest working people that I know and I'm excited to bring you guys this episode because we dive deep into Toronto's music scene BLM Black Lives Matter and a lot of the charities that Ono Blue is working on and I don't want to take away any of his spotlight this is his episode I will link everything to his future projects, his Instagram, his charities, all in the description. Without further ado, let's get on with this episode. Let's get it. We are back with another episode of the Time and Energy Podcast. We are rolling with all that's going on in this world, all this negativity surrounding all this BLM stuff. I figured why not celebrate a young king up and coming, representing Toronto well. Um, Very, very excited to have my good boy, Mike Onombalu. I am. What up, what up, what up? Yo, Beloso, thank you for having me on, bro. Welcome, bro. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming, man. I'm excited. Me too. All right, bro. So uh, how you been, man? How's, how's everything, man? Yo, everything's good, man. I mean, you know, all, all the external world circumstances notwithstanding. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I <hear you. laughs> Personal uh, life is blessed, man. Bro. Yeah. Crazy shit, bro. Crazy shit, man. Yeah, that it is, my friend. That it is. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to discuss some of that here and spread some awareness, some proper awareness about this, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, very excited. So, um, first question I got for you, bro. Uh, Yeah. So, you're in the music scene. You're in Toronto. You're seeing what's going on, man. How would you describe the scene, bro? How would you describe Toronto's scene? And do you think we're being represented well on the world stage, bro? That's a, that's a big question, man. I could answer that in like two parts. Um, describing the scene, I would say it's, uh, you know, one word I could use is like eclectic. You know what I mean? But I really, I would just say it's like, it's diverse. It's diverse, bro. Like, there's a lot going on in a lot of different pockets, right? Like, you've got people who are... Um, on the main stage, you know what I mean? And that, that that's the lane that everyone's trying to get into, right? Like the main stage would be guys like you know, Drake, you've got The Weeknd, you've got Party Next Story, you've got Toy Lanes, you know what I mean? You've got Roy Woods to a certain extent. You've got like, you've got Justin Bieber, obviously, right? But like, if you're talking just straight hip hop, like just straight rap, like there's, there's a few big players, right? You've got Nav, you've got some of these guys, right? Mm. After that, then you're looking at more the 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 local scene, right? And that's that's not to say it's not buzzing. Like there's different people who are doing big things, right? You got you got guys like Houdini, rest in peace, who's who's buzzing, like who's doing his thing in the city. You know what I mean? You've got guys like like Prime Boys, you know, with like 
uh, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Safe, like all those guys doing their thing. You know what I mean? They've got their pocket of the city. You've got other guys who are up and coming, right? You've got guys like uh, Smiley, who's, who's getting a lot of love these days, although he's getting a bit of hate, but, you know, what? who doesn't, right? Um, so you've got, you've got guys who are, who are buzzing more locally in the Toronto scene and, and making a name for themselves. And then you've got, you've got, so that's, that's what I would say is like the tiered system, right? You've got, you've got guys who are around the main stage, you've got guys who are pretty big in Toronto and, and making a name for themselves in the States and, and outside of it. And then you've got guys who um, are still on the come up, right? And I, I would say I fit into that, into that third tier of people who are still on the come up, right? Who are just basically trying to vie for uh, a lane and, and trying to show, showcase what we do and what skill sets we have, um, but don't necessarily yet have like the, the industry behind us, right? Um, and I feel like, you know, the industry is, 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 is it's an interesting thing to, to look at as a, as a, as a scene in, in Toronto and in Canada, because there are certain artists that, that definitely get a lot of love. Right. And, and that's a good thing, right? Like at the end of the day, you want to see people like flourishing and succeeding, but then if you're not one of those artists, you kind of fall into the, into the category of like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like you, you got it. I, I once heard someone, a videographer tell me once that like, yo, if you really want to get big in this industry, you got to leave Canada, you got to leave Toronto and then come back to really make it. You know what I mean? Because like, you got to blow up, you got to blow up somewhere else. You got to go to the States and blow up. You got to go like, you know what I mean? If it's Europe, whatever it is, you got to go, you got to go somewhere else. You got to make a name for yourself. And then come back and that's when people will be like, yo, you, you, you're really doing something, right? Mm -hmm. But for us to really put our own people on in the city, um, it's hard. It's hard. And like, I feel like, I feel like it's not impossible. I feel like it's definitely doable, right? And if you're, if talent, it's going to shine through. It's going to, it's going to show up. People are going to find you. They're going to want to hear more of you. Like, it's just going to be a natural growth and a progression. And I'm praying that's the level I'm on. That's where I'm trying to work towards. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're talking like platforms, like, like, just to put it in perspective, if you were to compare the music scene in Toronto to the music scene in Atlanta, it's a very different ball game. You know what I mean? Like, Atlanta for the longest time is known as the hip hop, like the mecca of hip hop, right? right? And the way Atlanta works is like, if they think you got talent and you're going to the studios where all these other guys like Migos and Gucci and you know what I mean? Like all these other big name guys are going, they're gonna try and help you put, they're gonna try and help put you on. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're one of us. You're with Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like that's how little baby guys like that. Like that's that's how it is. You know what I mean? Like they just see you. They see you got some talent. We're gonna nurture that. We're gonna get the, the coach K different people involved and make sure that you really you do well, right? In Canada, I mean, we've got we've got certain studios, right? Like we've started to get some of that stuff going. We've got like um, the weekends, like Hip House, uh, you know, uh, HX House, and you've got like Forty Studio that he has on the on the uh, in like the west end of the city. But like, again, these are, these are exclusive venues, right? Like these aren't, I mean, it's open to the public, but it's not like you, you gotta, you gotta know the right people to really get something going. You know what I mean? And um, I think we've started to make progress. I think we've started to make waves, right? Like certain things like, uh, you know, flows uh, made in Toronto takeover. I think that's a great thing mm -hmm. because it's showcasing new artists and it's showcasing young talent. But again, there's still those barriers that you got to get through in terms of, you know, breaching, breaching the, the classes of, of industry and, and reaching those tier two, tier one statuses, right? Um, so that's my long-winded way of saying like, bro, it's it's uh, it's developing and it's growing, but it's still kind of a mess, man. Like you'll, you you can go to like, you can go, you can go to like Kensington Market and meet like a rapper, you know, right now, right? Like you can meet like a bunch of rappers. I've done it. I've been, I've been in the street, just meet different people on the street, like who are rapping, freestyling, you know, who've got their shit playing in their trunk, you know what I mean? Playing out of their, out of their car. And you're like, yo, that's sick. Like, yo, you want to make a track? Okay, cool. Let's exchange contacts, whatever, whatever. You go to an event out in like King Street West area. You know, you meet some other artists who are, are industry artists who are trying to make it big as well. And you can say, okay, let's exchange some contacts or whatever. And you meet, people, you meet people in those kind of pockets, right? But again, to me, that's all tier three, right? That's all people who are like, yo, we're still trying to make a come up. We're trying to make a name. We're trying to build our, 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 our fan base. You know what I mean? And we're, we're all kind of just going at it the best way we know how to. Right. But I feel like when you really got like some of the more industry experience and industry support, you know, A&Rs, you've got, you've got management, you've got all kinds of things going for you and good management. Cause there's lots of management out there. Right. But I'm talking like really good management that has industry contacts and have people who know how to get your stuff in front of like A&Rs and executives and playlist executives and all different people who can help get your music and message out there and distribution. Right. Um, so for that kind of tier level, right. Like that's where, 
you know, you really got to catch the eye of someone and, you know, right place, right time kind of thing. Um, but I feel like it's, it's a lot easier in certain areas, whereas in Toronto, it's, it's harder to find those, those pockets and you got to be doing it for a bit of time before you find that kind of success. 100% man. Like I heard, I, I keep hearing, there was a post on like six buzz, which is like a, like a, to describe people who don't know it, it's like, um, a Toronto like meme page, but it became like more so like a, like a new, like a social media news source. And there's a guy saying how hard it is for people to come up here in the city, which is a sh damn shame, bro. Like you look at the charts we're we're killing it right now. Like we got the talent. It's like you were saying the barriers, bro. Um, and probably some jealousy amongst like, because it's such a small city, well, not small city, I would say, like, I guess it's such a like hub of, in Canada of like music that people is just trying to get to that, that piece to, to blow up. Maybe it's a jealousy. I'm just, you know, I'm just speculating at this point, but it, it sure damn seems like it. But yeah, like uh, we got the talent, bro. It's just you're right, man. Like uh, just getting just getting the the support behind it. Like Atlanta, I'm pretty sure New York's a big one. LA's a big yeah. fucking hub, man. Like they all like they're 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 putting up they're putting their boys up for success, you know. And, yeah, I would. Just... Yeah, Sorry, go, ahead. go on. Yo, I, I was just gonna say, like, I feel like it's, um, it's kind of like, it's two things really in my mind, right? Like, it's, it's the, it's the people's willingness to ride for you, right? And like, I feel like if you're, if you're a really talented artist, people will ride for you, you know what I mean? Like, you've got new artists on the block, like, you got guys like The Crook, I don't know if you ever heard of this guy, he's a Toronto artist, but like, if you go on his YouTube, like, you know, views and see the comments, like, people will ride for this guy, right? And he's talented, he's a good artist, right? So like, it's not impossible, right? But you got to have that, you've got to have that, that buzz within the people, within the people who are listening, who are, you know, part of the culture that really want to see you succeed, right? Because I feel like New York has that in spades, right? Where New York is like, you know, if you're one of us, yeah. yo, we'll get you there. If you're talented, you know, we'll get you there. You know what I mean? Um, so the, that's, that's one thing. But the other thing that I think really makes a big difference is like, what I'm trying to get at when I say like the tiered system is like, you, you know, look at, look at basketball, right? If you look at how an athlete comes up in the States, right, you've got like D1 schools, D2 schools, you've got like the whole system, you've got prep schools, you've got like a whole, a whole like progression that's clear, right? Like, not to say that rap is clear. For anybody who's going into rap, it's not always clear cut. It's going to be a challenge no matter what it is. You've got you to grind your ass off, right? But the, the path to success and the people that you need to know, they're a little more accessible if you're in the right areas of the States, right? Right. What I'm trying to get across with, with Toronto and with Canada is that that's not always the case. You know what I mean? Like you might, you might get blessed. You might meet the right person. You know what I mean? You might get picked up online. You might buzz online, which is a great way to succeed. Right. But at the same time, like look at how many artists are American artists and look at how many artists are Canadian artists. I think the reason we have such great talent on the boards as Canadian artists is because it's so cutthroat to make it into the, into the, into the North American talent pool. You know what I mean? Onto the world stage like that, right? Like, they got to grind their asses off. Like, if, man, if you know the story of, like, The Weeknd or, or, or Drake or, or, or Nav or even Tori, you know what I mean? Like, these guys, these guys grind it. You know what I mean? Like, there's they're, they're some shit that went down to get to where they are, right? So, like, all I'm trying to say is, like, it's, um, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, like, you know, I'm putting everything on the line for this, right? And, and you gotta, you gotta, and it's a lot of hoping and praying as well, right? Like you gotta, you gotta work your ass off. Like, yo, there's, it's actually, it's, it's something I truly believe in, right? But there's also a funny enough, a Drake line where he says this, right? Like, um, I'm the type of man to pray and then go get what I just prayed for, right? Like the idea being like, yo, you gotta really, you, God's gotta be on your side with this one. You know what I mean? But you also yeah. gotta work your ass off to, to make sure that God wants to be on your side. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, God helps those who help themselves kind of thing, right? So um, I feel like at the end of the day, like as long as you're grinding, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna reach a certain level of success. But part of that also has to be that you gotta know the right people. You gotta you gotta you gotta be blessed, and 
you, you also got to have some serious talent, right? Like, because no one's just going to give you a, a free play, right? There's no free lunches in rap. Damn, man. Hey, uh, well, I'm, you got my prayers. I'm praying for you, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> hey, like, it, it's tough, dude. Like, just the way you're, you're saying it, bro. Like, yeah, it, it's, are you considering, like, taking a dip and trying it out in the States? Uh, once uh, things are settled down, or do you always are you always going to be repping Toronto or Canada? Because yeah, that that's uh that that's kind of tough, man. If if I, I'm just thinking about it right now, man, like, uh, but it also makes sense the way you're saying it, like how you you got to leave and blow up and then come back, and maybe that's a maybe that's another path for you. I don't know, but what do you feel about that, bro? That's a good question, man. Um, so funny enough, I've, I've had two opportunities on this. So like one, one, when I met that videographer and he was telling me the story, like I was kind of like, yeah, I want to be different. Like I want to be so good at what I do that people where I'm from, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, across the GTA, across Canada, like, yo, this guy's lit. Like I, I appreciate his message. I appreciate what he's about. I appreciate who he is and how he raps and his style. And like, I ride with you. I like what you're doing. I want to hear more of what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And then I want that to, to groundswell and then build out and grow into, you know, the States and across the world. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to, to play a game to try and kind of get there, right? Mm -hmm. um, but maybe that's naive, right? That's just, that's just how I think, though, right? Like, I want to I wanna, mm -hmm. I wanna be so talented that it's like, yo, you can't deny this, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's one. Two, um, funny enough, a year ago, around this time, I had an opportunity. Someone, someone approached me with a with a management deal, and he was promising like, "Yo, I'm gonna get you signed with Sony, like get you a distribution deal, get you, uh, you know, uh, a tour dates across the states, like hitting all the colleges. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yo, you need how much money? You'll be fine. I'll make that. You'll make that no problem, right? Mm -hmm. And it was it was a one year contract, and he was promising the world, right? And I was like, okay, I could I could sign with this guy who appears to have all these industry connects, right? And like has other artists that he has working with him, artists that I still follow to this day that are, seem to be doing all right for themselves, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I was getting a lot of like personal feedback from guys that I know who've been in the industry longer than I have, who were like, yo, you don't want to sign deals like those. Like the deals like those, that's how you get people to start, you know, playing with your promotion. They start playing with your marketing. They start making you out to look like someone that you're not, right? Mm -hmm. Because they want to sell you. They want to sell your image, right? and they control that sound right so for me it was like okay i could bite for the money and the hype and the opportunity that i you know like what you're saying right like i get to go to the states i get to tour i get to do all these shows like build my fan base organically and you know do it outside of canada like stuff canada part of it but you know grow in the states right and um i thought about it but at the same time like going back to that first argument that I had where it was like, I want to do it my way. I want to do it where I grow from where I'm from. Right. Like it's the same idea still to this day where it's like, yo, I would rather control my marketing, control my promotion, control like my growth and, and how I, how I come go about what I do as opposed to letting someone else control me and telling me that they think they know better than I do as how to do this. I'm saying you, don't, you, you, probably, you probably might know more, a lot more shit than I do, man. The man was older than me. Right. Like he's had a lot more years in the game than I have for sure. Right. But at the same time, like, does he have my vision? No, not necessarily, right? And is it going to be an argument when I want to communicate my vision versus what he sees like I should be doing? It might be, right? And is that worth it? Not to me, right? Like, because I think that, I think that, like, at least for me, the reason I make music, man, the reason I want to be a rapper and be a hip-hop and R&B artist and, and really get out there and get on the world stage is because I want to communicate a certain message, right? Like, Obviously, I want to have fun. Obviously, I want, I, want, I want to enjoy my life and live my life on my own terms. And I feel like, you know, making music allows me to do that. But it's really, it's really a big thing on philosophy for me, where it's like, I actually want to put out a certain way of thinking, right? And I want to impact the social consciousness, right? Like really hit the zeitgeist in a way that it's never been touched before. And um, for me, like, if I can gain traction in some of the things that I have to say, like if people see value in the message that I have to put out there and, and have fun with it and enjoy it, then that for me tells me that I, I'm onto something, right? It's like my thoughts aren't just my own. It's like it's shared human experience people are resonating with, right? Mm. And so that is what drives me, right? That's what makes me want to do what I do, right? 
So if I lose that, if I don't have my ability to communicate in my way, then what am I doing? You know what I mean? Then I'm just selling out, right? And that's not for me. So that's what I'm about. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, respects, respects. Man, you know, it, it, it's a really hard question to answer, dude. Like, uh, but I, I believe that, you know, like, you know what's best for what you want, right? Like uh, you're saying, does this man have my vision? Not necessarily, right? It's might be again, you know. You the the worst thing I can I think when when I hear something like that is that could make you hate what you do. You know, that could make you hate what the one thing that gives you happiness. Like oh shit, like you know, like I, I used to like what I'm doing, but now I just feel like I'm just doing it someone else like you know it's it's no longer mine anymore right so mm-hmm. i i honestly think that's a you know very 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 mature way of doing that i think a lot of if i were in that situation man especially if i was younger bro i think i would just t- take the bite but then there's that there's that factor that now i'm no longer me you know what i mean i'm i'm yeah. just now I, I don't even enjoy what i'm doing anymore like I, i'm I'm just doing it because some guy is just telling me what to do. And yeah, it, I, I, I feel you on that, bro. I feel you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I kind of want to, on that note, I kind of want to, since you're p- taking, talking about going it and putting it all, like putting your all into this game. Mm-hmm. On this day last year, I saw this uh, article that said that nine Toronto rappers have been killed most recent one is Houdini, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Does this make you feel a type of way about Toronto scene, bro? Like, do you, what do you, what do you think about that, man? Like, uh, that, that, to me, that, that just sounds like, wow, this is a rough, rough game, bro. Uh, I think, I don't know if it's jealousy. What do you think, man? Yeah, um, man, well, first of all, first and foremost, I think you hit the nail on the head with rest in peace, right? Like, we, we lose a lot of great artists, a lot of good talent. Um, to, to just, you know, dumb shit. Um, and I guess the way it makes me feel is, is one, I feel, I feel, I feel remorseful. I feel, I feel, I feel saddened by, you know, the loss of these people because these are artists that I enjoy, right? These are people that I enjoy listening to. I don't know them personally, but it's like, I know them just from the way they communicate and how often I might hear certain messages come from them. Right. Like there's different artists that I can think of that were I even yo know, honestly like there's artists that passed away in like 2018 where I cried you know what I mean because I was like damn like I wanted to meet you one day you know like these are people that I I was like yo I want to do it how you're doing it right um, so that's definitely something that that resonates with me um, on the other side of that is that it makes me want to do what I want to do even more right because it's like I want to do it differently bro like I wanna I wanna I wanna communicate a message out there that's that's about unity right that's really about like yo we got to come together and not in like a corny way either like i mean obviously there's gonna be some cheese to it because you know what i mean i'm legendary all jokes aside like really and truly like i just want to i just want to put out a message that um that really just talks to like yo just some of the, the sense of stuff that we do right like like it doesn't all have to be so negative right like it doesn't all have to be like like, I understand where it comes from, you know what I mean? I understand, like, the, the plight of, of different people from different classes and, and different social structures and, and different walks of life and different backgrounds, right? Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I just feel like I, I've, I've been fortunate enough and blessed enough that I've, I've come from a place where I can think about things, like, in a different way, right? And, and I feel like just bringing some of those thoughts to the forefront where it's like, yo, how do we, how do we really, like, yo, for lack of a better word, evolve, right? How do we really grow as a species and come together, right? Like, if, if I get killed for something like that, bro, like, I feel like that's going out on, like, a Martin Luther King tip, and I'm not mad at that. But I don't want to die, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to die. I'm trying to live forever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody's trying to die, really, right? So that doesn't make me special. I just think that at the end of the day, like, um, I just I, – I, I really about what I what I feel like is my purpose, you know what I mean? And trying to, like, spread a message and trying to spread awareness and trying to change the world, right? You know what I mean? Like, through, through music, right? And, like, just changing how we think about shit. And then from there, like whatever happens, happens, right? Like I would love to be part of, of like structural change if that if that really was to be successful. You know what I mean? Like the, the societal thought change, 
Um, I've always wanted to be a philosopher, bro, and I love music, so it's like a perfect balance for me. Um, yeah, that's but, uh, true, yeah. Yeah. Modern day philosophy, yeah, yeah that's... Ex ex bro, I'm telling you, bro, that's, that's all I wanted to do when I was finishing high school, bro. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, man. That's real, man. Wow. Thank you. Jeez, that's that's real, bro. Hey, you know that that's such a, yo, that that's just such a. I don't know, man. Like that that makes me feel like there's there's hope for this, for for humanity, bro. Like there's I don't know, like a lot of negativity recently, man. Just this year, twenty twenty. Just I feel personally like a major L, bro. This year, twenty twenty, bro. <laughs> I don't know, like it gives me hope, bro. Like things are gonna. There's better days coming, you know coming through and uh yeah. man like we just need more people like that bro like just people that that that's willing to look at the future in a, in a positive light you know what i mean just bring some 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 brightness in our lives uh so with that being said man like uh what are your thoughts on the whole black lives matter movement so far bro uh talking about the whole like humanity uh what you know you want to you're saying like the modern day philosophy right now is music and i dude i never that hit me bro like that's that's real like i i never thought of it that way so i think music has a big part in in, in this uh in this movement for sure like there's a lot of i i, I saw a couple of tracks from Lil baby and uh yeah nick mill talking about yeah. this whole and that's the only way people listen nowadays, man. They're not going to listen to some guy on a TV screen with a, with a suit, you know what I mean, talking about this. They, they're going to they're gonna actually let, listen to some someone's emotion, bro. And music, yeah. it, that's a perfect, you know, medium, I feel. Yeah, so what, what are your thoughts, man? Do you, do you think this movement is, in your opinion, is it helping or is it for clout? Like, what do you think, bro? Yo, bro, I, 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 I definitely don't think it's for clout, bro. Like, I mean, what I, I, yeah, I, I can't even say, I, I do not think it's for clout. Like, and I think, I think one of the best ways I've heard this put is like, you know, you have two people arguing about this, right? And you got one person coming with like the side of like logical arguments, right? Who has no experience about like, you know, what it means to be, to be black or be a person of color or to be marginalized or, or stigmatized or, you know, whatever it is, right? racialized right and they come with like all these all these logical arguments about why this is happening or why that specific thing happened or whatever you know and that person would have no emotion tied to it right except for the emotion of wanting to win the argument for whatever reason if they're if they're a poor argument or uh, are pure poor at arguing um but let's say they were just you know very ethical very good at arguing but they just had pure logic standpoints and they had no they didn't see any evidence that, you know, racism existed or margin, like, you know, people are stigmatized or, you know, systemic racism doesn't exist for whatever reason. Let's say they had that in their mindset and they had whatever logic arguments to, to argue, right? So you could have one person on one side doing that, right? And you could have someone on the other side who has the experience, the lived experience of all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. Who knows what it feels like to be marginalized, who knows what it feels like to be stigmatized, who knows what it feels like to be attacked just for the color of their skin, right? And it's not like they're talking out their ass. Like, bro, it's, it happens once, you're like, okay, that was weird. It happens twice, you're like, okay, something's happening here. It happens three times, you're like, I'm seeing a trend, right? And then when you see it happen, just not just to you, but you see it happen to other people just like you, right? And it's happening consistently, then you know there's a problem, right? So that's going to make you feel emotionally invested in what you're arguing, right? You're going to be charged up, right? And at the end of the day, the person who's arguing from a logical standpoint, they might make great arguments, right? They might have some, some valid points, but... I feel like personally, right, and this is where music comes into it, the person who's coming to me from an emotional, like, yo, I know what this is, bro, if you can viscerally make me feel how you feel from your argument, bro, there's nothing else that no one else can say to me. You know what I mean? You can give me all the logical arguments you have, right, and I'll be like, all right, that's fair, and I'll take them, and my mind will, will process them, right, and I'll be like, yo, I get that, and I'll try to balance everything I'm hearing, but emotionally, my heart is tied to what that person said. I know what that person said is the truth. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, man, you don't get that emotionally invested in something that you don't believe in. You know what I mean? Now, let's say, now, obviously that's within reason, right? There's, there's room for error, right? But there's something there. You know there's something there. You know there's something there. And I feel like what we've seen with these protests, bro, especially once, once um, 
you know, the district attorney came out with, with George Floyd's, uh, with, the, with the officers involved when they weren't going to arrest him at first. And that's when it sparked the protest. Bro, when that happened, bro, that's what you saw there, okay? You heard you heard one side saying, okay, logically, like, you know, from a standpoint of reason, we don't have any argument to, to process these officers, whatever, 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 right? And you heard the other side go, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Like, straight up. You know what I mean? And that was that was just the, the kickstart something that you know a snowball to where we are now right and i feel like at the end of the day like the fact that people are taking this shit seriously the fact that everyone's like talking about it like my yo you can go into an office and people are talking about this you know what i mean like it's it's serious you know what i mean it's not just happening in like one small pocket it's happening everywhere people are talking about this around the world so i feel like that that just goes to show you like this is the real thing and obviously there's going to be mistakes that are made there's going to be problems and it's not going to be perfect but the message, the the intention behind it, the 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 need for for real change, like that that can't get lost. You know what I mean? Like that that has to shine through. And I feel like that's the positive of what's happening with this with this movement right now with Black Lives Matter. And like it's funny, to, it's not funny, but like it's crazy to me because I remember when Black Lives Matter, like as a movement, first started, like however many years ago, and everyone would look at it like it was a nuisance, bro. Like like yo, what what is this? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like the people, people did not take Black Lives Matter seriously, bro. Man, people did not take Black Lives Matter seriously, and I feel like the difference now is that even people who might be doing it for clout, like a politician or someone who doesn't really, maybe doesn't, you know, buy into the movement as much as as as, as much as they truly should or, or believe in it the way they should, right? They will still say BLM, you know what I mean, and put their hands yeah. to God and just be like, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, yeah. now BLM is what's popular. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a movement that we've all now accepted as our zeitgeist in our psyche. Like, yo, this is some real shit, right? And so that, I think, is the, is the transition, is the change. But I think now it just, it's about, like, what do we do from here? How do we evolve from here? How do we grow from here, right? Like, what are we going to do to actually make, make lasting change, right? Let's not just make this a fad or a trend or the thing that happened in 2020, right? Like, let's make something that actually means something. Yeah. Back, bro. Honestly, like, that that's what i'm afraid of bro like people just uh kind of using this to i i guess yeah I, other than like a fad like you were saying that that's because nothing's gonna happen when they do that man like no it's just still gonna be people still gonna get killed people still gonna get marginalized sister systematically right it's 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 gonna be a vicious cycle unless unless there's some things and it's it's a complicated complicated issue like it, it's simple the word is simple but just the way man like the way the way that society now is 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 going about it, it it's i feel like it, it has all the like symptoms of being like a fad but at the same time like that's what i'm afraid of how are how do we properly tackle this issue bro like in your yeah. like i can't speak because i again i'm a minority but i can never relate to i can i can't even like process what it would be like to be that systematically like racialized man that, that that's just something and it happens like every year i feel there's something not even every year every month every, something sometimes every week you hear something happening like it's definitely like it's if if you don't see that it's a problem, bro. Either you're blind, you're deaf, or you're just stupid, man. In my opinion, like you just or you choose to ignore it, dude. There is, it's so obvious, and it's just I can't believe we're still talking about this, man. Honestly, it just it just blows my mind. We're still we're still we're still debating Black Lives like mad. I think I saw this this comedian. Uh, what's his name? Michael Che, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, he was saying like we're not even saying like black lives are are good. We're just saying it matters, bro. Like it's not. It's like, <laughs> like, we're not even saying anything like crazy right now. Like yeah, you know, like it's not even yeah. like you know, equal rights is civil rights, bro. Like don't like just yeah. just civil, bro. Like not yeah. even that's still controversial. That that's just crazy to me, bro. So how do we? Yeah, man. What what are your what are your thoughts, bro? Like, how do we properly tackle this? Like, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, man. I didn't even cut you off. I um. No, no. I appreciate. I, I appreciate your question, bro. Like, 
Um, two things I want to say. One, I feel like the the challenge for why you know that it still gets contested is is because of one willful ignorance as a term, and and two cognitive dissonance as a term. Um, so willful ignorance being like you know people if it doesn't if it doesn't if they, go, they go hand in hand. But like let's say you hear something that you know is not is not a it's not a held belief system for you, right? Like for example, let's say you don't believe racism exists, right? And someone says to you, man, racism is such a problem in our society. The first thing that person is going to do is say, well, hang on a second. Like, is it a problem? I don't think it exists. I've never experienced any racism. I don't believe this is a true problem, right? And that is because of two things. One, cognitive dissonance. It, it does not jive with your held beliefs of what the world looks like and how it works, right? So for you, you're going to reject it because you're like, this is, even if, even if it might be the truth, you're going to reject it up, up, up instinct because you're like, this doesn't go with how I've, how I've internalized and viewed the world, right? That's cognitive dissonance. Two, willful ignorance being that you're going to say, okay, you know what? Um, this might be a problem and I might know that on one level, right? But it's too much of a problem for me to accept that. So I'm going to choose to be ignorant, but not like so, so extra, extra, um, um, like explicitly, right? Like yeah. it's going to be more intrinsically where it's kind of like, you know what? Like, I can't process this. I I can't choose to 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 accept this is this is the the way that reality is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this other like lighter version of reality that seems to suit my needs a lot better, right? And and that's that's the that's the construct in which I'm gonna live in, right? And so I think that that's the argument that plays out um, between the two sides is you know which one is the truth, right? Like is it true that racism is exists and and people are being racialized and and marginalized and and there's systematic racism that's oppressing black people and people of color in different ways or is it true that there isn't racism and you know it's just it's just for whatever reason this is happening to black people but it's happening to all people and it's not just happening to black people we're just putting an emphasis on it. it's the media it's it's people's you know just taking a, a liberal stance and, and it's the left right and so those are the contested perspectives where it's like which one is the truth and is there a truth in between or what is it right um, so that's, that's what I wanted to say on why that I think is still a conversation that we're still having today. Um, the second thing I want to say on how we change that and how we actually move the needle is, um, you know, one, I think we're, we're doing a good job of, of talking about it, right? The fact that we're even having this conversation is, 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 is an indicator that we're, we're addressing something that's a problem and there's an underlying problem. We're trying to understand it. We're trying to educate ourselves and we're trying to move forward from it, right? And, you know, beyond the education and, and the learning that can be done from people who are much smarter than I am and, and, and have done a lot of scholarly work, which I encourage people to look into, I would then say that the way that we actually move forward beyond what we're doing right now, which I think is the education phase and, and, the, and the speaking up phase, is we move to the, to the policy phase. And this is where I think Killer Mike, I don't know if you saw Killer Mike's interview in Atlanta, but this is where I think he hit the nail on the head where he said, you, you, you vote with your, you, you know, kill them with your vote right like you that's how we that's how we make real change happen because Facts. at the end of the day man at the end of the day if it's not policy change it's not happening right? and policy change is like yo like this is this is this is the law on how we're doing this now right because those things only change when people's mindsets change and like giving you a little more insight into why i want to do music bro is because i want to help people change mindsets i want to i want to put us in a mindset where we're like yo we can accomplish great things as a collective and then one day I'd love to be part of, you know, the writing of those policy changes to be like, yo, this is how we're actually going to do it going forward. Right. And this is how we have all agreed. We want to be governed as people. Right. So I feel like that's what we really need in terms of trying to um, make changes in terms of like systemic racism and, and, you know, people uh, feeling like, you know, that there's, there's a quality and in, in ending a lot of these problems that we're seeing and, and some of the protests that are, that are leading to these BLM movements is, um, we need we need policy change. We need we need we need politicians that, that really understand the issues and that um, are educated on it, and that will work with people who understand it even deeper than they do to help write policy that will make a lasting impact on our society. Wow, man. Yeah, facts, bro. Kill them with your vote. That honestly, dude. Like, that's that should be the. I, I don't know why that isn't uh, preached a lot more, man. Like, um, again, like, you know, I will admit um, this is completely just part of my uneducated 
itself is like I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know a lot of systematic stuff that's been going on for years. May I, I didn't grow up in this in this country, but or in America, North America, but I I again will like unwillingly known uh, unwilling to put myself to to listen to what people have to say that that's yeah I, I guess it's just a way for me to kind of block again you were saying like it doesn't fit in with my, what I view reality that that just hit me when you were saying that dude like for me it, it's it's so big in my in my mind for me personally I'm like oh okay like I also experience racism as well, you know, and I cannot relate. So for me, like, it's also my problem too, you know, but at the same time, like, this is not, it's not about me right now. It's really not about like what's happening to me. It's, this is Black Lives Matter. You know, th this is, this is something that, again, a good a good way Manan was our, our our mutual friend Manan he was saying it there's like I'm paraphrasing a little bit there's like all these houses and then one house is on fire right and then some guy is saying hey let, let's put out that fire but then the, the neighbors are, are like hey but what about my house my house matters too but like yeah <laughs> all houses matter but this one's on fire right now you know yeah, like yeah. of course we agree that all houses matter but right now this house is in trouble you know yeah and that 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 kind of i guess that was a good way for someone to kind of explain to me and maybe people like need that sort of uh like imagery and music again is a, is a good way to put it or something something like that like just to wake people up you know including myself yeah. like i'm not saying i'm you know so you know so informed and educated like again i'm getting better every day i'm learning every day i'm putting my money where my mouth is you know uh those who know me like uh i i, I really am trying to focus on trying to get this 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 issue in my own life because that's that's where i can make the difference you know like i'm obviously not a politician i can vote though you know i'm obviously not someone that has that sort of, I guess, say in, in what you were saying, the laws, but I, I can, I can do stuff like, and it starts with me. It starts with my circle. You know what I mean? Like just educating myself and being the son of, um, being an immigrant myself and being the son of immigrants. Like I always have to bring that home too. Like, uh, this, this is something that's deep rooted and it, that's, that's the extra layer that makes it hard for, people like including myself dude like i'm not i'm not innocent either so I, thank you for yeah just shedding that light man you know like if, if there's anything like if there's any resources you can point me to just send it my way man you know um i'm not just saying that I, i'm actually you know i've been i've been kind of very careful with the with the charities and organizations I, I've donated to. Um, at the same time, I'm learning every day. Some, you know, this is what I know at this at this moment. You know what I mean? So, in talking about bettering the bettering the bettering our environment, bettering our our social, you know construct and everything i've seen you at the create community man i've seen you i've seen just instagram posts of you doing a lot of charity work man like how did you get started on those because that that's just inspiring to me man like you just use your platform for for good man like uh, it's it's honestly something that i'm trying to get more into and you're you're one of the cornerstone people that tr that's making me explore this this uh this avenue, man, to social work, man, it's, it's inspiring. Thanks, bro. Um, you know, I think you said a lot of great things there. So I don't want to just brush over that. I think that you raised a lot of great points. And um, I feel like, you know, just doing our, our part individually to try and help, 
you know, uh, rewrite the narrative or, or, or add to the story of, of our human existence or our civilization, I think is what, what matters, right? Like, and don't think you're alone, man. Like, I'm, I'm also like someone who's learning every day. Like, I don't know everything, right? And I'm not, I'm not deeply educated on all these topics, right? I just, I, I, I have experience and I have, you know, my perspective and, and what I read and, and what I, what I, what I try to listen to, right? So, um, yeah, we're all growing and learning, bro. And I, and I don't want you to feel like your experience, especially like obviously Black Lives Matter, but I think you're, you know, all lives matter in the sense that, you know, you, I'm sure you've experienced discrimination, racism, as you said yourself, right? Like these are things that do matter, right? And I think that um, when we can kind of, you know, come to terms with the fact that we've all got to do a better job of respecting each other and respecting, like, you know, just respecting our, our, our fact that we're all human, right? Like we're all light. You know what I mean? Like we're all occupying the same space. We have no idea how we got here, right? Like, obviously, I believe, I believe in God, right? But it's like, yo, do I know how God works? Absolutely not, right? Like, why do my senses work so well in this environment, and your senses work the same way, right? And like, mm-hmm. and and we're able to process information, and 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 it's, you know what I mean? Like, it all works so well. Like, how did that happen, right? So anyway, long story short, I'm just saying that, um, you know, we all have a part to play, and I feel like. Uh, it shouldn't be minimalized no matter what you know experiences we've had in the past like it doesn't trivialize anything i think we just we grow and we learn every day right um but uh yeah man um but to your question on like community work and stuff like so um i was i was fortunate that at a young age like i i i got to get involved with um you know different community community activities um in high school i went on a trip in like in like uh, for a second, like grade nine, grade 10, uh, I was grade 10, but I uh, signed up for in grade nine. Um, it was, it was, it was a, an exposure trip. I went to the Dominican Republic and it was me and a few other students and we got to live with middle class, what they would consider middle-class families. Right. So in a developing country, uh, middle-class families by their standards and spend time with them and get to know them, get to, and then also travel around, see like potatoes, which is like sugarcane plantations, see the barrios, which is like, um, like, you know, the hoods and, and some of the extreme poverty, but then also some of the extreme wealth that existed like right across the street in like Santa Domingo and stuff and places like that. Um, so we got to experience like, you know, what it was like for, for kids in these areas, right? Where it was like, man, the only way out is like education, right? And like, you know, like that that is so important in the in these areas and like family is important and like community was so important. like. I was living with a family and people would come into our backyard and I would be playing like chess with them. And then they'd leave and I'd go to my, like my, my mom, um, you know, my Dominican mom. And I'd be like, Oh, who was that? And she'd be like, I don't know. Right. And it was like, they had no idea who this person was, but they were just chilling in our backyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it was just, it was community like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it, it taught me a lot. Right? It was really eye opening and, and coming back to Canada after that experience, I just felt like we had so much like material stuff here. But like individually, like personally, we were so empty, like broken, like like there was so much stress that was so unnecessary when, you know, the basics of life was keeping everyone in Dominican so happy. Like we were so happy to just chill, talk, mm. like learn. They wanted to just learn English from us. Like it was crazy how like the little things mattered and like faith was huge. Like people really went to church, you know what I mean? Like it was all these different things that, you know, I, I think I personally took for granted and I could tell people around me took for granted. And so I got really passionate about that. And one of my friends who went with me on the, who went on the trip as well, he got really passionate about it. And so he had done, um, he, had, he had gone to our church and, and raised uh, school supplies and money to be donated back to uh, this group called the Gray Sisters in, in Dominican to, um, to basically, you know, help students pay for uniforms so that they could go to school and have school supplies so that they could, they could, they could, they could uh, attend school well and, and do well in school. And um, he ended up raising so much money in that first weekend that he did that. Uh, the, the, the priest was like, yo, you should do something with this. And so he decided to start a program called Access, uh, Access Charity, which, was, which stood for allowing children a chance at education through school supplies. And so I remember being on MSN at the time, and he was like, yo, I'm starting this thing. And I was like, bro, anything you need, I will help you. Because I was going through my own shit where I was like, I don't know what to do with all this information I just learned from this trip and like how I'm feeling being back. And like, I just feel so lost. And so when he talked to me on MSN, I was like, yo, anything I can do to help, like I'm there. And so we started doing uh, presentations at our high school and presentations at local elementary schools and started presentations, doing presentations at the school board and it just grew and grew and grew. So we started doing like, like community, like, like we started doing like workshops and we started doing like, um, 
like like full on like 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 conferences for for students and getting students bussed in and and just like teaching them about social activism and getting involved and, and being you know contributing members of your society and also taking like education and seriously and then also how do we help people in, in developing countries and um it was it was some of the it was amazing it was amazing and so um long story short fast forward to now um my friend who started it his name was daniel and uh he he uh started he ended up starting his own business a design agency but he runs access through uh as, as probably as like the nonprofit arm of his design agency so he still does like helps like local like uh youth groups who want to start like their own charities get started uh the way we did when we were kids um because our, our our teacher in high school helped us incorporate when we were like graduating high school so we were like an official nonprofit. wow man. and yeah so um that's the long-winded story of how we get to empower her um because we were connected with uh some of the members of there through daniel or i was connected through daniel and i was connected through some of the people that had volunteered with access that were now part of empower her so they saw what i was doing with with music and they saw what we had done with um my friend sarmat and i had done for a song called evolve um uh it was about love and it was about you know what was going on with the black lives matter movement and um it was about uh you know how do we grow and how do we how do we kind of move forward? And so part of it was like a discussion and part of it was a rap and a song and a singing and uh, they really loved the whole project. And so they, uh, they featured in a vigil and then they interviewed me a few times and um, the create community was just another organization that uh, through a friend I, I got to, got involved with where they were just doing a lot to help creatives and help people kind of explore that, that art side of themselves. And so I got to do like some open mics and really just uh, immerse myself in that community and, it's people from all over the world, which is incredible. Like people from Portugal and Mexico, all across the States. And uh, they're like a family for me now. So it's, it's cool to just get involved and just find these different avenues and connections to, to do these, these, these cool opportunities. And, you know, it's awesome when it's all intersecting with music. So, yeah. Jeez, man. Like if you, that's, that's a crazy thing about like, like music, bro. It, it, it spans like, languages it spans countries bro like it cuts through all that man like what a what a like what a good way to involve yourself in a charity because it just really yeah it, it i i feel like when hearing your story about like oh these these people you know they're they're the happy they seem like the happiest people i've ever met in my life but they're not mm -hmm. like nowhere near close to our standard of living here in Canada. Um, mm. That hit, bro, because, you know, that, I, I was one of those kids, man. And I, I truly, truly believe that the more you have, the more you kind of take for granted. That's what I've learned, um, at least recently. And I'm trying yeah. to, you know, keep myself, uh, you know, grounded and try not to lose touch with, with uh, what's really like important to in life man like uh, and i guess that that's such a good way to kind of start your journey about how you went to the, the charity the charity uh i guess path you know what i mean mm -hmm. um can you recommend any like resources for people to seek help or for people to donate to you know what i mean like just some charities that you you've been involved with or you know uh, that really speak to you bro yeah for sure um so i guess without conflict i wouldn't i wouldn't want to necessarily put access up there because you know I'm part of it <laughs> um, but uh like things that things that i know um you know i personally like i personally see like impact from um you know jack.org i think is a cool organization in terms of what they do with like mental health and, and trying to communicate with people who are going through shit, like going through real shit and, and help them, you know, people who are, um, you know, in that same age group as them to, to really feel like they can relate. Um, that was something I was really big on in university, just mental health initiatives and, and working on stuff like that. So I can, I can definitely attest to, to the power of, of doing stuff like that because I had a lot of people who I would talk to who'd be like, man, you helped me on like some of the worst days of my life. And, um, you know, they helped me on some of the worst days of my life. So, I know that, that that stuff helps. Um, another organization that I, I, I personally have been involved with, not as like a part, not as like a volunteer or anything, but just as like donating um, mm -hmm. would be um, um, 
the, the I know they changed their name, but um, the the Christian Children's Fund, CCF. So it's basically like what they do is they they provide um, resources to kids in developing countries. So like you you donate a certain amount and it helps like it helps them go through school, food, like different things that they need. Um, depending on what, what your donation amount is, and then the kids send you letters and stuff like that. So you have like you're sponsoring a kid essentially. Um, and so that's, that's really helpful. It's something I want to get back to doing more of. Um, and then other organizations that I've gotten involved with in the past, but a little more political, and I guess it depends on what your flavor is. And I would encourage you to do research, mm-hmm. but like Amnesty International, right? Like mm-hmm. just in terms of people who are like trying to like help that don't necessarily just agree with like a, a major government organization, but have their own views on how we can kind of help people who are like political refugees or people who've gone through a lot of shit. Right um so i those are those are organizations that i've been involved with in the past that i can speak to um obviously there's also like we charity um i know there was like the whole like justin trudeau like quote-unquote scandal thing that's been going on but um we as we as a cool and i've had friends who've, who've worked for we and, and you know speak really highly of it and even even us when we were with, with access early on like we look up to organizations like we because it was like they were kids when they started and, and you know they turned it into something really big right um so yeah, so these are these are all organizations that I think would would be beneficial to look into and do some research on if if you're interested in in uh, in donating or volunteering. Oh, also, food banks, food banks, and mm-hmm. and shelters. Shelters are big for me. Like these are these are things that I've I have experience with for sure. And so I I uh, I encourage anyone to to volunteer, help the homeless, like help people who don't have resources and, and who need help. Um, so yeah. Wow, that's a lot, man. Hey, you know, if this helps one of those, that's already, man, that, that's, that's already like 10 times more than what most people do in a year. So I, I commend you, bro, just giving back to the community, man, that, you know, you're not just speaking it, there's some action, bro, like that, that's actually what's going to move the needle, like you were saying, bro. Uh, really, really respect your work, man. Like this man just put out an album, an EP, "Dark Side of the Man." Yeah, bro. It's a banger, bro. Been blasting that man. Respect. <laughs> bro. Much love to the EP, man. Like, what's new? What's new? What's next on the horizon, bro? Any albums, bro? Open mics, touring. What? How can people yeah. find you, bro? What? What's What's new? What's what's up and coming, bro? For I am man, for Mike Ono. Yeah, for sure, fam. Thank you, Patrick. Um, yo, so yeah, there's the EP that just recently released, Dark Side of the Man, by I am. Um, that's my that's my old initials. Um, but uh, I'm actually it's my last installment as I am under under that moniker. Oh. Um, because. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go by for my next project. I'm gonna go by my name, Mike Onobolu um and i'm gonna make it a full-length album um and it's gonna be a lot of the stuff that we talked about today man just like just trying to change the world and make it a better place and make it enjoyable as we do it right like make it really good music that people can vibe with um yeah so that's that's the plan for my next album that's the plan for my next project in the meantime i'm doing a lot of features with like other artists uh other producers like for other producers projects that's what i'm working on right now just getting my features out the door of people who've asked for for some verses um, which is always fun, right? Because you have to work with other artists. You have to like try different styles. Um, so I'm putting that 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 foot forward right now. Um, but in 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 the near to short term, um, the the plan is to start working on my on my album and, and putting on my full length my full length project that will be under my name. Um, but for now, you can definitely support by going and checking out the the EP Dark Side of the Man by I Am on all streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, whatever it is, Deezer. You know, whatever it is that you like, check it out there. That's what's up, bro. Hey, man. That, this was eye-opening. This was educational, bro. This was, most of all, bro, this was inspiring, bro, and fun, bro. Just have fun with it, man. You know, life is, yeah. life is, this is the beauty of life, man. Like, just meeting people that just make your life better, bro. You know, that that's just, I, I consider you high up on that list, bro. Of people thank that you, added value to my life, man. Thank you, bro. Keep being, keep doing your thing, you know. And uh, thank you for for being in my life, man. Like, uh, good luck with 
the album, bro. Good luck with the girl. Good luck with the music, the charities, everything, bro. Thank you, man. Yo, honestly, much love to you, Pat. Like, I appreciate you so much, man. You're a good friend. And, uh, you know, I love you, bro. My girlfriend loves you, bro. Like, you know, we're all, uh, we ride for you, bro. You're a good man. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it, bro. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best with everything that you, you do and get involved with as well. Yo, thank you, bro. That means a lot, man. That's all I got. And uh, we are signing off on this episode. It's not the same if everyone don't achieve To be the only nigga out to succeed That's not a win I'm here to make sure that we all get in I'm here to make sure that we all get in I'm freeing my life and rebuking sin I want so much more than a house and bins I've been in the dirt in my better bench So believe I want more than a fucking spend Could really care less but we'll break you in What matters more is how you treat your friends What matters more is how you treat your kin The gradient tell you the fucking end Peacefully protest the streets Government push us on knees We're no longer silent And they just want more violence, yeah they beat it, they smiling, the evidence keeps on piling Never their fault is what they're taught, their bosses reckon silent How can we turn the page And all the pain Don't want another life to end in vain Can you feel the light? Do you feel it? Oh, 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 don't let go.